0: to open a book and see themselves in that book. Yeah. yeah. It was really important to me to show diversity. Good. Yeah. And to show kids from all walks of life, embracing Kim, the character and telling her, listen, we know that you're not okay. We stand with you. Yeah. We're here if you need
1: Hello there, my fellow sophisticated creatives. Welcome to JCV Art Studio from the dressing room in my new temporary location in beautiful Schooner Cove. I have Dolphin Beach behind me, and it's just, I feel like I'm in a cocoon. You know, like I'm i am in therapy <laughs> from all the craziness that's happened in my life, <laughs> okay? Anyways, yeah. Um, You may not hear Ozzy, he is in the studio, but this place has carpeting, so he's a bit like a little stealth little puppy, and um, we've just about stepped on him a few times because we don't realize he's behind us. So today I have a children's author, Kamisha Brown, joining me from New York City, and Kamisha has written the children's book, It's Okay to Be Okay. And... There have been times during this move, I have thought about Kamisha's book and I I kept telling myself, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay, like a little mantra in my head. It's okay, it's okay. Um, And Kamisha has just arrived home in New York. She got off a flight about 30 minutes ago and she's ready to go. So kudos to you, Kamisha. Thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome. I'm glad I we've gone. I know I've gone back and forth with scheduling with you, so I'm really glad we could make this work. Yes, me too. Me too. Despite flights and my technology were not working for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Um, Kimisha, so in my research, you mentioned that you, identified with your character the little girl Kim Mm -hmm. Um, you write on your Instagram page that after you migrated to the U.S. you came to realize that um, not being okay wasn't a bad thing and that it was better to accept that I wasn't okay and and knowing I would be so I was curious, can you enlighten us about that statement? And where did you come from?
0: Sure. So when I was 15, my parents migrated to the States okay. and I would have joined them later. So I was so used to having a family unit that yeah. when both my parents left, I wasn't okay with it. Yeah. And I internalized not being okay as a bad thing. So my parents would call and they would say, are you okay? Is everything all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I wasn't fine. It wasn't fine. And it led to me feeling sick and becoming sick because I kept so many things in. And when I came to the States like a year later and my mom and I sat and we were having a conversation, she told me, she was like, it's fine that you felt bad, but you could have told us it's okay if you were not fine. Yeah. So when I wrote my children's book, I identified with the character because it actually came from a personal place. Yeah. yeah. So that's where that post on Instagram came from. I wasn't okay with my parents leaving, even though I was left in the care of like family members and I was totally fine physically, yeah. emotionally, and mentally, I wasn't okay. And I was afraid to say anything because I didn't want it to look as a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I kept it in. Yeah.
1: And I know with the move, and my husband has had some serious health concerns. Um, it's almost like I could keep things together if I thought of things that needed to be done in a technical sense. Okay. I had to book movers, how to do this, how to do that. But as yeah. soon, it was like, as soon as someone showed me a little kindness, that's when I it's, it's like the cracks, right? Yes, you know yes. and it'd be like, no, don't be kind to me. okay. I just because yeah. that's where it is everything started to crumble,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I totally so, identify with that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So okay, can you tell us or tell the listeners what it's okay not to be okay is about like well, how old is there our character Kim? and, and
0: yeah. So Kim is seven years old. And it's okay to not be okay was written to encourage and to affirm young readers, caregivers, parents, whatever capacity you fill in a child's life, it's okay to not be okay. And I think we allow society to put such a pressure on us to be perfect that when we're crumbling, we not only are we wearing a physical mask, but we're wearing a mask of a facade. Of being okay. So I really want to open that doorway of encouraging people that if you're not okay, it's fine. And it's not a bad thing. Allow yourself to have that moment. Once you accept that you're not okay. That's the beginning. That's, that's the breaking ground. Because you can accept it and then you know eventually you will be. And don't put a time limit on when you want to be okay. Just allow yourself to go through that motion. So that's really what the book is about.
1: I feel like you're being my therapist right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know that just you got me thinking, thinking about a children's book. Did you have like a particular children's book as a child that You gravitated to you that that you really enjoyed that may had any sort of influence on your children's book?
0: Not a particular book. I think just witnessing a lot of life changes and stuff happening in life. I think you you internalize all these things, but you don't know how to verbalize it. Mm -hmm. And as you get older, then you start to make connections. You see stuff that your family go through, that your friends go through. And as you get older, then you start to say, well, you know, they were going through that, but at the time no one knew what it was. Yeah. And I remember there was a uh, a guy that lived in my community back in Jamaica and he was a little bit mental yeah. and no one was willing to help. So the moment they show a sign of being off in a mental way, then there's a label. Yeah. But with that label, there was no help. Yeah. So It started from a very young age for me because I would go to the town with my mom and I would see like people asking for money and I would say to my mom, why are they homeless? Because I wasn't homeless and I was so young and my mom would tell me, you know, not everyone is as fortunate. Some people, you know, they end up in situations that they can't help. So for me, I made the connection very early and it wasn't a particular book. It was just life. Life taught me that it's okay to not be okay. Okay. Yeah, because I know for me, uh, I've, I've in some of the earlier podcasts, I've
1: admitted that as a child, I hated to read, you know, when it was just one book that kind of, yeah. that, you know, made me fall in love with stories, you know. So, uh, okay, okay, yeah. So, I see on your Instagram page, and it is so sweet. I see young kids, young children, like children, reading your mm-hmm. book. I see adults with their children yeah oh that means a huge that really means a lot to me you know yes reading reading your book how do you feel when you see those posts or you or you get those pictures
0: I feel there's an attitude of gratitude yeah when I get the pictures and not just the pictures but the message yeah. that comes in with it and I didn't associate the book with mental health or it being a helping tool, honestly, until parents started sending me messages. And even adults that follow me on Instagram that haven't purchased the book, they're like, you have no idea just how seeing this title has helped me. (laughs) to be okay. And it's it it's a really good feeling just to get messages like that. And it makes me feel like, okay, I'm moving in the right direction. Yeah. And kids, when parents ask their kids questions about the book and they say, you know, how do you feel about this? Then it it opens a dialogue between parents and their kids. Yeah. And I feel like life gets so busy that parents sometimes forget that their kids go through stuff but they hide it so well so for me my book is like a helping tool yeah I want it to be the doorway of having conversations that might be uncomfortable but in the end it's the best thing yeah I I, so that's the feeling I get when I see it yeah well
1: oh what was I'm just trying to um there was even a song that came on okay so like I said yesterday I was driving up from Victoria and it's hot, and um, and you know we're still near the end of our move, and I kept I was thinking about this podcast, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay not to be okay, it's okay. It's <laughs> okay, it's not to be okay, and then at that moment, the song "Funky Town" came on. Wow, and there's a line in that song, right? So then I'm driving and. Oh, i'm not going to sing it because i i'm that i my ratings <laughs> okay but there was this line in about something about just moving ahead or letting things go and it was just it was just really i won't forget that moment right like like i said i was thinking about your book this song came on i was listening to the lyrics i then started to sing some of it which i'm not going to sing and it was just. Mm-hmm. It was a really good moment. So thank you. Yeah. Right. You're, thank welcome. you. You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah, So let's get into your book now. Okay. On one page, and I am sorry, you know, I printed my manuscript about two hours ago, and now it doesn't want to print anything. So I apologize that I have to look to the second screen. That's
0: okay. okay. That's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On one page, Kim just wants to be left alone. Uh, Her friends Shan and Joy, they comfort her by giving her her space, which I so agree with. Mm -hmm. And um, I find sometimes when you have a lot going on, sometimes it's almost like for myself, I just need that 30 minutes of alone time to kind of just get my thoughts together, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And what I liked about how you have the book set up is so you have the dialogue where Kim you know just she just wants to be left alone and her friends are like mm-hmm. okay yeah we we get it right and then um at the bottom what I thought was really cool is then you have the inspirational um sentence you are heard yes and I I, I loved that because I think a lot of times whether you're a child or whether you're an adult you feel like no one's listening to no one's you. Hearing you. Yeah, yeah. So, why did you like? You could have just had the story. Why did you want to also include the inspiration
0: at the? So it was really important for me and to me that not only do I encourage you, but I also wanted to affirm. Okay. Encouraging you, yeah. and sometimes you just need a little affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. And I. For me, it was really important that when a child reads this book, at the end of each story, there's a little affirmation on every page and it coincides with what the page is actually saying. And sometimes you just want to be heard. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to talk yeah. and you listen and don't say anything because that in itself could be therapeutic. So it was important for me to have affirmations. And I remember when I was younger, there was a family that I know, they had um, dinner every night. And the dad would ask, what act of kindness did you do? And for me, I felt like that was so important because people just sit and have dinner, but there's no conversation, there's no dialogue. And I took... A little piece of that because for me I felt I felt like it was such a good thing that he was asking don't tell me what you did but show me exactly what did you do what was the situation that helped you to do what you do and it's nice to have affirmation so that's where it came from wow I'm going to I'm going to
1: remember that even even for myself you know at the end of the day at the end of the day okay so what act of kindness did you do today
0: Yeah, and it's even in your relationship, like with your husband, your kids. Sometimes it's nice when your husband is like, you know, I love you. I see what you're doing. Keep doing, you know, just little encouraging words and little affirmations. It goes such a long way. So that was really important for me to put in the book. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm really glad
1: you did. (laughs)
0: Yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, So one of the reasons
1: why I like what you're doing with this book is because I remember being a child or a teenager, and someone would come up to me and say, smile, yeah, smile, show me that beautiful smile, smile, right? Yes. And it's not that I'm grumpy, okay, maybe as an adult, if I haven't had my coffee, the- <laughs> <laughs> I may not yes. be so social, okay, but I really don't like it when people do that, when they come up to someone and say, smile, yes. you know, Um, you've got such a pretty smile. Why aren't you smiling? I mean, because I look at it as this person doesn't know what may be going on in that individual's life, you know, and, and why should that person have to, to put on this smile just because someone else told them to, you know, Exactly. right. So sometimes I'm wondering without even realizing it, like you said, there's, I think there's a lot of stress on children now but do you think adults not even knowing it
0: are putting a lot of expectations on children absolutely absolutely and an example I will use is if you have a son yeah I think we put a lot of pressure on boys to not be emotional you often hear man up You're a man, don't cry. Men don't cry. And I think that is such a wrong thing to say. And then it's almost like they're conditioned to not have some emotion. And as they get older, they take that with them. Yeah. And then sometimes they get in relationships or when they have their own kids, they take that into that relationship or the raising of their child by telling them, don't be emotional. Men don't cry. And that's such BS. Yeah. And do cry yeah crying is not a form of weakness and it it, is. it's kind of like a language that that's unknown yeah because I could be crying because I'm feeling happy about yeah. something you know a major accomplishment or I'm crying because I want to talk to someone and sometimes I just want to cry without even saying something so I feel like parents put this pressure on kids to be a certain way and sometimes it messes with them yeah
1: and it took me a while as an adult to realize that if I shed tears, it's not a sign of weakness. It's an emotion. It's an outlet, yes. right? Like, and there are times where I could shed tears just out of pure frustration, you know, it's right. So, okay. I'm glad you brought that one up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your book has come out. And I feel with this last year that we've had, this last year and a half, teens, young adults, um, adults my age, everyone, children, I'm, 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 I'm thinking children, you know, with what we've gone through, I think everyone's mental health has been put to the test. Um, so do you feel the timing of your book is like, like point on.
0: I absolutely believe that it is so needed right now. And I think for kids, we don't realize just how much the pandemic has affected them mentally, socially, and physically, because they were now taken from being in a classroom to being in front of a screen. So there's no physical contact and there's no social contact. Yeah, And we just feel like, oh, you know, you're fine. No, they're not. They went from just watching regular TV on occasion or having like a FaceTime conversation to now having school on a screen. And we're affected by it as adults, but we're not thinking about the kids because we feel like they're not paying bills. So they have nothing to worry about. Yeah, And I have, friends that have kids and they're like, you know, they're fine. You know, I just can't wait for school to open. And I'm like, how are they feeling? Are you having conversations with them? So I feel like the book is so needed and I see so many people now are coming out. Even the tennis player, when I saw that her actual time cover was it's okay to not be okay. I was flooded with messages from people and they're like, Oh my God, your title is on a magazine. And I was like, what? <laughs> so it was such a good feeling for me to yeah. see, and I, I, was like, this is, this is the confirmation I need. Yeah, the confirmation I, I need. Yeah,
1: definitely. I saw that Instagram post too, and yes, I'm, <laughs> 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 yes. Um, um, and I have my own insecurities, mm-hmm. and I'm human, you know, and I have cracks and and wrinkles, you know, and 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 <laughs> if someone dares to admit something it's almost like someone else will say hey you think you've got it bad you should see what so-and-so is doing almost like diminishing yes yes you know what you're what you're going through so
0: so have you you've had similar observations i've had similar observations and i must admit when i see it it bothers me yeah And I hate when people make comparisons and they're like, well, you think you have it bad? You should see what this person is going through. You don't know at what level my mental stress is. Like you don't know. And we shouldn't compare and we shouldn't judge. Yeah. And I feel like, again, society makes it very hard for you to be unashamed of what you're going through. Yeah. Because when you look at, and I tell people all the time, social media is not real life. Yeah. Because someone can take a picture and you're like, oh my God, they look so confident. No, they could be crumbling on the inside, but you're looking at a picture and you're thinking Mm -hmm. they have it all together. No, they don't. Yeah. So you cannot make a comparison with someone you see on social media and say, oh, I wish I could never do that. Yeah. I wish to be no one but myself and I, I want families and And people in general, if you have someone in your household or in your life that is going through something, instead of judging them, get help for them. I think therapy and mental health is looked on as such a bad thing. Yeah. And we should embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We should embrace it.
1: Definitely. Going back to your title, what I want to know is where did that title come from? Like, how did you come up with that title?
0: So- Facebook has a thing that it reminds you of like posts that you've made in the past, seven years ago for my status, I wrote sometimes it's okay to not be okay. And it wasn't until I think about, I think I posted it on my Instagram when I actually got the reminder and I was like, Oh my God, I've always been teetering on this, 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 this topic. Yeah. And I grew up with, very strong parents and my mom and my dad were they were so spot on with always knowing when something was off with me or my sister and going back to when my parents migrated I became really ill and I told no one and I never forget my dad called and he was like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine and he was like Kamisha are you okay And it was in that moment I broke down because I wasn't okay. I was sick and I was hiding it. I wasn't saying it to anyone, but my dad knew. Yeah. 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 He knew. And even though we were 3000 miles away from each other, he knew, he knew that I wasn't okay. So I think it's always been something that I wanted to talk about and has no problem addressing.
1: Good.
0: And I literally wrote this book last year, Mm, April yeah, when the okay. pandemic just started, I remember I was going through a personal issue and I was in the bathroom and I literally took my phone and I just started writing.
1: Oh wow
0: I I wrote this book in like 15 minutes. Oh wow and I remember I, I, sent, I sent a screenshot to two of my really good friends and I was like, I think I want to turn this into a children's book yeah and they're like you should go for it because I'm always writing. I used to write plays for my church. Okay. And like Christmas plays, Easter plays, like the whole production was for me. So cool. I wrote this book from a personal issue that I was going through, and I was like, "This can help someone."
1: Yeah,
0: you've and always been a. It. Always, I've always known. I've okay. always known. And you've always been a writer. Yes, I'm glad you. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I I wrote all my like high school cheerleading songs. Like writing is such a natural thing for me. I can literally have pen and paper and have a conversation with myself. Yeah. 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 And that's how I express myself too, by writing. And I find when, you know,
1: everything's going crazy. um, I will, if I have an hour and I can do some writing, it's almost like everything just Mm kind of, comes down and I have, I know I've, I've said, I had an hour of normal today where just all the crazy just disappeared, right? Disappeared, yeah. You know, um hospitals, right? uh Selling homes, packing. And I just, I had an hour and it's like, oh, wow. Okay. 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 I'll be okay. I will be okay. <laughs> right? yep. Yeah. 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 So what was The process. And it's funny, because I'm sorry, before I get into this question, um, I'm thinking about what you were saying. Because before we started this podcast, like, you know, Kamisha, I had had messaged you and I had to drop off my manuscript to a beta reader. Mm -hmm. And as I was dropping it off, her little dog was there. And she told me what her dog's name was. And I started. I I looked at the dog, and I looked at the, the my beta reader, and I said, "I gotta name a dog in my story. That that is a good name, <laughs> you know. It's like, but like, I'm just thinking about what you said, you know, all the writing you did, and how it just you could sit down air anywhere and something will come to you, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, okay. So back on <laughs> I back on track here. So. What was your process then? So you you said you wrote it very, like you wrote it in like 15 minutes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I was wondering is, because I've, I've thought about children's books, but I've never, I I get a little too, like, I've never figured I've just, I, 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 I don't know how to start. So did you have pictures in your head first or was it? like a collage of ideas or it sounds like the words came to you
0: first. So as I mentioned earlier, I was personally going through something and I was standing in front of the mirror and I looked totally fine on the outside, but deep down I wasn't okay. Yeah. And if I didn't tell you that I wasn't okay, you would have never known. Yeah. And it came to me and I was like, I want to show that because on the cover of my book that I have right here, you could see the character. He looks really fine. Yeah. But this is how she felt on the inside. Yeah. And the reflection in the mirror. mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And that was me a year ago. Okay. My reflection wasn't what was being shown. Yeah. So it was really important for me to show the two-way yeah I was wearing the mask of being okay yeah. When really I was not okay yeah so the the illustrations it, it came to me and I remember I I, I I wrote down on paper what I wanted each page to look like okay I didn't just depend on the illustrator to say you know what this is what we're gonna do. I was very involved with what I wanted the characters to look like yeah like I wanted to show a diverse character um, groups yeah. in the book because someone will look at this and feel like, oh, it's just you. Know, a book that character. But when you flip through the pages, you'll see yeah. that it's not. And then, because of the, te- the racial tension that we were going through too yeah. with the president that we had before, I wanted kids to open a book and see themselves in that book. Yeah, so yeah. it was really important to me to show diversity good yeah and to show kids from all walks of life embracing Kim the character and telling her listen we know that you're not okay we stand with you yeah we're here if you need us
1: yeah yeah oh that's a feel-good moment (laughs) oh yeah yeah so I'm always curious about the author illustrator relationship Mm -hmm. um so how did it how did it come about you finding your illustrator like um did you know ahead of time who you wanted to use like you said it sounded like like you you were involved very involved you had very good ideas of how you wanted the layout so just how did how did that all mesh with that now an
0: illustrator comes on board so my illustrator is actually a very, very, very amazing young man from my church. Okay. And I remember him being a little kid and he was always into drawing. Oh, okay. So when I wrote the book, yeah. I called him and I said, listen, I have an idea yeah. for a children's book. And I said, this is what I want. And he was like, absolutely. Just write it down. Tell me what you want. Yeah. And he's, he's really, really good at what he does. He's amazing. Yeah. So it's someone that it's a personal relationship It's someone that I know. And I trusted him yeah. to carry out the vision that I had for the book.
1: Yeah, that's huge. Um, I know who the Pip, who I've mentioned on other podcasts, who I have as a, I don't like saying the word my editor. I don't like that Possessive word yeah Molly. She's editor on my book, and there's such a like that trust. Yes, you can't that's use the word. That trust. trust, you know, and trust and respect. And uh I feel very fortunate. So that's cool. That's really
0: yes. cool. Yeah. And I think for him, he knows that I love writing. So for him, this was like such an exciting project. He's like, yeah. oh my god, I believe in your vision. Yes, we can do this. It, it, it's not just a win for me. It's a personal win for him too. Yeah. So that was important for me to have someone that's just as passionate about what I want to put out yeah. to work with. And yeah. he was the right fit. And it f- feels so good. I mean, yes. Pips,
1: to have someone as invested in your book as you are. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. You're, 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 yeah. Awesome awesome (laughs) thank you so what was the overall feeling the overall feeling the takeaway that you want your young readers and i'll even and i'll say their parents their parents to experience when they read your book
0: i want them to experience coming together okay and having conversations that might be uncomfortable yeah but knowing that they need to have it because i I strongly believe that parents live with their kids and they know what they want them to know, but they don't really know who they are. Yeah. And I think sometimes when kids go out there and they do things, parents are surprised.
1: Yeah,
0: And they're like, "My I can't believe it. And it's not that you should blame yourself, but life has become so busy and there's so many distractions that we forget what the foundation is. And the one thing that I believe the pandemic did, it forced parents to spend time with their kids because there was no work. There was no school. There was no need to leave. So you were forced to have breakfast together. You were forced to have lunches together and dinners. And I have friends that were like, I didn't even know that my child was doing this. We're oh, going through this, yeah. So that's the takeaway message that I want for parents and kids, or whatever capacity you fill in a child's life. That have this book yeah. is coming together. Good,
1: good. That's, coming together. That's good. Okay, that's good. So I hope there's another book because you've got just listening to you. You know, you talk about foundations and coming together. And I think there should be a teen or a YA book that you know, because I think you have the message you have and the points you've raised. I hope there's more books coming, Kamisha, because I think
0: you've got a lot to say. So, is there? Is there, are you working on more books? There's more books coming. I have aspirations of having um, like animations, and not just. I don't want silly animations. I want animations that parents will be proud to watch and proud to encourage their kids to watch. I want to show real life situations and showing resolutions to those situations. Because I grew up in a household like that. My mom was like, if you have an issue, Please come to me. She made it comfortable to come to her. She was very strict because my mom is of Jamaican background. You know how Caribbean parents are, but I there, there was trust there too. So if there was something going on, I was comfortable enough to talk to my parents. So I want to show that through animation that, you know, it doesn't have to be peaches and cream all the time. Let's really focus on real life situations that kids go through. Yeah. And how can we resolve it? And it doesn't have to be resolved right away. We could show the process of them getting there. I want to normalize the idea of not being okay. Yeah, I want to normalize the fact that you have a child that's in school and they're experiencing kids bullying them. Yeah. How can we address that? Because that is such a big thing. And I think suicide, it, it, it pains my heart when you hear a child commit suicide. Yeah it bothers me yeah because i'm saying to myself there there must have been one sign yeah you as a parent didn't even notice if a child is constantly being locked away in their room yeah something is going on yeah yeah but we get so busy that they don't even pay attention to it and it's not that they should blame themselves but be more involved
1: yeah okay
0: be a little bit more involved yeah well and to your point a little bit earlier um
1: i remember when stuff was coming down my oldest my oldest daughter said to me she goes mom you don't have to come you don't have to figure out the solution to this problem right now you know
0: she's
1: just she's just like
0: breathe (laughs) 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 let your hair down a bit yeah yeah, yeah And and it comes from pressure, you know. We feel like we have to maintain a certain stature, and you don't have to be human. I think we forget to be human. You know, like if I want to cry and have an ugly cry, yeah, I'm gonna have an ugly cry. Yeah, yeah. And you can either sit there with me and hold my hand while I cry, or wipe my face. Just be there with me. Don't say anything. Don't just just be present. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. So Kamisha, is there Anything you'd like to
0: add and where can people find you on social media? You can find me on my Instagram. It's at MishaWriteBooks. Books. Okay. You can go on my website, MishaWritebooks.com. I take comments there, questions, whatever. Yeah. Um, and my book is now available on Amazon. Good. So that could be found there too. And yeah, at Misha Write Books.
1: Good, good. Well, I have I will have those links in the in the show notes okay thank you Kamisha. thank you thank, you're you.
0: Welcome. thank um, you
1: for having me <laughs> oh my god it, it this this has been in the works and like I say um I'm I'm just thinking about you coming in off a plane and it, it, you're so well put together <laughs> and you're you're so confident and I'm I'm like my printer is not working
0: my it's just like okay well <laughs> but- once you believe in in your message then it, it comes easy it doesn't matter what life throws at you I I had no idea my flight would have been delayed three hours and then yeah. when you get to the airport there's another delay but you know I, I try not to to stress it yeah for me I was like thank god I landed safely yeah I try to look on the positive and not so much harp on the negative because that's when things start to like creep into your psyche. So I was I was like, you know what? I'm looking at the delay as a blessing. Yeah. Something probably could have happened in the air. So yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Well, that's, I'm trying,
1: I've, I have found with myself, with the pandemic, I am not as patient now. So now I'm trying to teach myself chill out okay yeah. you need to learn to be patient again because I, i'm mm-hmm. not and it's easy it's i find it's easy for myself to kind of just like you say stop like stop breathing you know but it's like shh, it's okay yeah. you're gonna you're gonna learn how to be patient i'm doing yoga okay <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: doing yoga to try <laughs> to learn to breathe again <laughs> yes, yes yes it's just, important it's important yeah. just for your mental health and you know your kids, your family, your friends, they feed off of your energy. Yeah, If you're off, they can tell. And that's the message in the book. Kim yeah. woke up not feeling well. Her yeah. mom noticed it. And she said to her, you know, go out and play. And even though her mom told her to go play and she went to play, she still brought that energy. But her friend saw that yeah. and they gave her her space. And then yeah. they encouraged her to, you know, come on board. Yeah. So I'm excited for kids to read it, for them to see how the story ended and yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Well, again,
1: thank you for your patience. Um, I'm so glad we got this recording. We yes. nailed this down we did. and uh yeah, people, Kamisha's podcast, it's going to be on my website, jcvarts.com jcvartstudio.net. I will be having it on my Instagram, on LinkedIn. And uh, I hope you have a peaceful,
0: restful night, Kamisha. Thanks. You too. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs)